You're listening to the one-on-one with Juan and Only Sports podcast. I'm your host, Theo Juan. Welcome to season two of the podcast. This season, we're going to be looking at the stories and lives of the players, coaches, and personalities that make up the world of Ultimate. Each week, I will talk to a new guest, and we will talk about their journey into Ultimate, what their life in Ultimate looks like, their most memorable games, and a fun rapid-fire segment to end the episode. If you like the podcast, I would love for you to subscribe and drop a review and get the word out about the podcast to others. Your support is truly appreciated. New episodes come out every Tuesday. This episode is brought to you by Away From Keyboard. AFK is a lifestyle brand that believes in reconnecting with humanity and our planet. Whether that's tossing a disc on the weekends or hanging out by a campfire, they're dedicated to get you to explore and grow in your own backyard. Join the adventure and check out their website at www.awayfromkeyboard.co. That's www.awayfromkeyboard.co. Now with all that done, let's go. This week's guest is Jean Kyra Tuvilia. Jean is a Filipino Ultimate player who has represented the Philippines at five Worlds tournaments. At the club level, she has played for Black Widows, a club women's team, Mulato Pilipinas, a mixed team, and the Boracay Pirates, a well-known beach mixed team. She has received numerous international and national awards, including Athlete of the Year, in her city in 2014 and 2015. She played with Team Philippines at the 2012 and 2016 World Ultimate and Guts Championships on the mixed team. Jean was featured on the Asia Oceanic Tour. That was a female all-star team from the Asia Oceanic region that played against the top women's club ultimate teams in North America. With the Mulato Pilipinas, Jean has won the Asia Oceanic Ultimate and Guts Club Championships in 2017, second at Manila Spirits in 2017, and had the opportunity to represent Philippines as a club team in 2018 at the World Ultimate Club Championships in Cincinnati, Ohio. In 2017 with the Boracay Pirates, she came in fourth place at the World Championships of Beach Ultimate, and that same year she won the Boracay Open. She has been playing Ultimate since 2010 and currently resides in New York City. Here is my interview with Jean Kyra Tuvilia. Alright, so I'm here with Jean Kyra Tuvilia. So Jean, how are you doing today? As I mentioned, all the way from New York City. Hi there, you. I um, feel good. I'm great. Uh, and I'm honored to be here uh, to join with you today. We're going to talk your Ultimate career to start, so... Let's start off with your journey into Ultimate. You started, as I mentioned in the bio there, in 2010. So I've been playing for just about over 11 years now. Represented the Philippines many times and played in some really big tournaments for them. So what got you started into Ultimate? Why did you decide to play the sport? So 2019, I finished my college. And then that was perfect when I met uh, Team Mulato. So they came in my place. There was an event in the beach. They contacted that frisbee clinic, and that was my first time hearing about the sports. <laughs> so uh, I was with my friends. We joined them. Yeah, they taught us about these sports. They the introduction of the, the sports, like they give us about the details of uh, how the sports going. 
And then they teach us the basic, like the throws and these kinds of skills. So then after that, they approach me like, hey, you have this potential for the sports. So maybe tomorrow you'll come back and meet the whole team and we can share about our team and this sports. So I was like, I had a, I had fun. So I was like, okay, I'm interested. So I came back tom- tomorrow and then... Yeah, I met the whole team and uh, they started like this, sharing their uh, how they started, sharing the how fun it is. And yeah, I guess like I like how the team going. So they invite me to join the practice, their trainings. But um, I live in a different city. So it's an hour and a half going to the, their city. So when I started joining the training, I have to travel like three to four times a week to join them because I am that interested. So yeah, sometimes I have to ask my friends like to stay there for a sleepover so you know I don't need to go home like that late in the evening because weekdays usually there, the trainings are, it's during evening. So if I travel like and go home after like it's midnight. <laughs> And the hard part is I don't have my own car. I have to com- commute. So, but then that's like five months before I had my first official tournament in Frisbee. And I become the official uh, member of the team. So I kind of like really like it. So also the the team is really like, I like how we bonded. Like I like. We feel like as a family, like the time, like really, like the whole time I'm with them. They're very, very supportive to me. Like they give all the patience for me to learn. And that's when, so like the team really start from the scratch until we like develop this, how we become like this team right now. And then, yeah, by 2012, so the Philippine Ultimate Association start created this team so I'm one of the player they choose like two from my team so one was my uh, my team captain forward to that so like every month like it was non-stop training practices ultimate tournaments like we go all those tournaments like almost every month I was given like chances to play more like the beach worlds other like WUCC, WCBU like that. So that's how I started. And of course, with my team, like they're very supportive. The part that I I am very proud of when my team represent, like the team lot represent the world's ultimate in 2018. That was a big deal for you for sure. And lots to dissect there from what you just mentioned. So first off, you went to a clinic, you said, and, and got introduced into the sport. So what sport background did you have to get you ready to play beach ultimate and just ultimate in general at a high level? So what what's your sport background? What was your athletic background before you got into this sport? So my sports background is track and field. Uh, I had the events like running, jumping. So like the triple jump, the long jump. When I started playing ultimate, I was like, this is fun because running, I already have this, the speed. I already, I have the stamina for this. 
And running or track and field was my first love in sports. Like I've been, I started my track and field since uh, since my grade school until my high school. I just switched into taekwondo because I cannot do both, but I want to try taekwondo. So uh, interesting sports background you have there with martial arts and track and field. And something you mentioned was your first ultimate tournament. So your first ultimate tournament. What was it like? Because it's a pretty unique experience. Were you playing against other Filipino teams or were you playing against other Asian teams or maybe just around the world? What were you doing for your first tournament? Where was it? Heading, traveling to the place. It's um, My first to- tournament was in uh, only in the Philippines. So, But it's a national tournament. Like as a first timer, like a first, that was my first time to do the tournament. Like, I have no idea. Like it's different from trainings, you know, and the than the actual tournament. So I was really have no idea. But what I did is like I just keep remembering all the things my captain, my team taught me about. So that's all what I did and I can remember I just keep running. <laughs> and they're like, so that time like I have my speed, so they always say I told me like just run to the end zone, run to the end zone, find your space, find your... That's all I did. <laughs> so yeah, like, they remind me that watch out the line. So that's like, I think the three things I it was on my mind while playing. Yeah, so you were a goal scoring machine is what it sounds like in your first tournament. And you mentioned something as well with tournaments, playing so many in a row. You being in an, uh, in obviously a smaller country compared to, uh, let's say, uh, we'll use the USA as an example, where they can play tournaments throughout the country. For you in the Philippines, are you playing a lot of tournaments locally, or do you have to go to other Asian countries, maybe Japan or elsewhere to play, or maybe even Australia? What is it like, or what was it like in your first year playing all these different tournaments? Where were you playing them? So when I started playing in my team, so... We- we don't really have like local tournaments that time, like because at uh, that time, Ultimate Frisbee just started also started growing also in the Philippines. So mostly we have the national and international, the Manila Spirits and Boracay Open. That's the only two, the only two big tournaments in the Philippines. We have national tournament, but not as much like, like I think that time in. 2010, 11, 12, we only have like three big tournaments in the Philippines. And then uh, my team, like the home, the owner of the team started to make a plan like, okay, this year we play Manila Spirits. But also we will travel outside Philippines. So our first tournament outside Philippines was Singapore Open. And the first tournament outside the Philippines, we won championship Pulby in Pulby. Yeah, that's a, that sounds like a good time there, Gene, uh, winning your first tournament outside of the Philippines. And so, as uh, I discussed in the bio there, you represented the Philippines at the 2012 and 2016 World Ultimate Guts Championships, which is like the pinnacle for a national team, right? Uh, you represent the whole country there. So you were playing both times in the mixed division. So what was it like when you got the call or a text or an email 
when you first made the team, you've only been playing Ultimate for two years, and now you're on the national team. What was that like? I I did not expect that like they're watching me. So like you know they're watching me that I have this potential so that I can be part of the Philippine Ultimate. But I'm so happy. Like I'm proud that I'm gonna play in the team Philippines. Also, rep- but representing my team. So it's really like also a privilege to be in the team Philippines. You know, like playing the world to represent your country and also I'm representing my own team. And how did that first tournament go for you? I know uh, 2012 was in Osaka, Japan, so probably not too far compared to some other world's tournaments you've played in, like the one where you played in Cincinnati, Ohio. So you're flying literally across the world. Probably a bit nervous, right? But what was the experience like uh, being able to play against the world's best? You know, I was so excited. Like, we have a short training together with, with my team, with the uh, Team Philippines. During the travel, like, I don't know, like, I have lots of uh, things coming in on my mind, but, I, but I'm telling myself, like, you have to relax. You have to enjoy this. Like, don't put too, uh, too much pressure on yourself because, like, it might affect on my play, but it's different when you're on the field. It gives me, like, nervous, like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> should I run now? <laughs> like, the more I feel nervous, the more I run. Like, I run faster than the usual. It was really fun experience. Like, I'm very memorable. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, it's, it's worlds, right? So why wouldn't you be excited about that? And so, as you progress in your career, you're playing with... A couple different teams, right? You played with the Mulato Pilipinas, a mixed team, as well as the Boracay Pirates, which is a well-known beach team. And then you also played for the Black Widows, a club women's team. So why were you playing for these different teams? Do you have a different season in terms of mixed and women's? Because I know in some countries like New Zealand, for example, because of their climate, they're able to play year-round. They're able to play mixed and let's say, opener women's in the same calendar year, which is not the same in Canada or the U.S. or other countries. So what's it like there in the Philippines? The good thing in the Philippines, if we have uh, this season, like, so mostly we have only mixed teams and mixed tournaments. But then with the increase of players who wants to play women's and open, so the Philippine Ultimate Association create this... um like a calendar, so like the mixed tournaments and open and women's tournaments will not conflict. So like half of the year for the for the gender, we call it like gender tournaments, and then the half is for the mix like that. So that's why I able to play both of the divisions. Yeah, and with uh, the Black Widows, you went to the U.S. Open. What was that like? Playing US Open was another big opportunity for me. The Black Widows started 2017. Rika Garcia is one of the founder of Black Widows. She invited these potential players from different countries in Asia. Not only Asian players, but, you know, also those foreign players who are working in Asia. Our first tournament was Boon Rockstar in 2017. We won that championship in our first tournament. 
Then Rika, she started to plan more for the team, like, maybe we can go outside Asia. Like, let's make this real. Like, let's make this team, seriously. And yes, we got invited to play in US Open. And I was so excited, like, super excited. I was so excited to meet and play with my team. I was so excited to play against these top teams. You know, like all those teams have their top players. I already met some of them and played against some of them, but like it is still different playing women's. Like there's always a different feelings playing between women's and mixed team. Yeah, that sounds really cool there, Jean. And my question to you then is, which do you prefer more, the mixed or women's game? Or you kind of like them for different reasons? Like, what would you say? It's like, I also ask that to myself, and it's kind of difficult to answer. I like both of the team. But, you know, I'm happy because because I can play both of the team. Like, I have, like, uh, the season. So, but I don't know how I can, like, choose. <laughs> It's hard to choose, but... Yeah, that's okay. You you get the luxury of both, which is sweet. And with the Philippines, obviously, your country is well known for its place in the beach ultimate game. So, I think I'm going to know the answer to this, but why do you think the Philippines is so successful in beach ultimate specifically? Is there something about the skill set that your team brings or maybe the environment that you have that allows you to be successful on the beach? Not that you're not able to play well on the grass, but it seems like Philippines really, they really specialize and enjoy playing the beach ultimate. I guess one factor that helped us while we are like, we play better on the beach is the environment, the weather, like where, you know, like our, our weather in the Philippines is always summer. <laughs> so we're... You don't have snow is what you're saying. Yeah, so hot weather, so that make us like so when you're when we're on a game, like so yeah, it give us the warm feeling when we're on uh when we're playing, plus the weather, the hot weather. So I think that's how we survive, give us like more endurance on the game. So we still have like energy throughout the game, and we enjoyed the the sand and uh when we have our training like uh for example like with the Boracay pirates when we have our training for the world we train like three months straight non-stop on the sand so i guess that's really helped us a lot no one is gonna give up during the training yeah it sounds like it because you, you mentioned a couple of factors that are important. One of them being the fact that you're on the beach tw- like all the time. So anyone who's run on the beach in the audience knows that running on the beach is much harder and jumping on the beach is much harder than running and jumping on grass or hardcore indoors or whatever that looks like. So we know that. And then second, you get the cool opportunity to be in a hot climate, which means when you go to a tournament and you've done the trainings in the hot climate, you're used to it, whereas other countries might not be, right? That's correct. Yeah, so definitely some advantages there. And what would you say is the style of Filipino Beach Ultimate? Because I know when when people think about Japanese Ultimate, for example, another successful Asian country, we think that 
their open women's and mixed teams, especially on the grass, let's say, they play a, a very quick style, a lot of attack the break side, right? Quick throws. Generally speaking, some of their players are going to be a bit shorter than some of their North American counterparts or European counterparts. So they have to play a different style. They still huck, but it's more precision-based. It's not floaty. And there's a lot of attacking the break side. So what would you say is the, not to give away too many secrets here, Gene, but what's your style of play as a country when you're playing on the beach? Without giving away the secrets, remember? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're watching some of, like, you know, like, how other teams, how other uh, country plays, how they make, make their plays. We get some of those ideas, and then we, we renovate it. We're going this play, we get this play from this team, but we're going to, like, renovate a little that that gonna work for us. Like, for example, we're not tall people. Like, most of us are short. So why should we throw high throws? It should be, like, maybe in the chest level. So that's our height, so we should make use of our height. Like, frisbee is not just about height. So it's about skills. It's not just about fast, how fast you are. But, you know, we always make... Uh, use of what we have so that's what we did yeah and you would say that your style of play is more based on what you just said like precision it's just like putting it to the right spot at the right time yes i agree with that you had a really cool opportunity that i want to definitely talk about which is being featured on the asia oceanic tour so for those listening in north america You may have seen this team travel to your city. I know I actually attended the one in Toronto when you played the Toronto Sixers. So you were traveling different cities in North America. How did you get selected to be on the team? Did you have to apply? Was somebody calling you? Or how how did that work to even just get on the tour? And then after that, we'll talk about what the tour was like. Okay, uh, they sent me an invitation for that. At first, I was hesitating to accept the invitation or, you know, apply. But I was thinking, like, maybe it's another opportunity. Maybe I will give a try. I'm on this journey now, so why not? Like, this is another experience for me. And after this, I can share what I, all my experience to my team, to my, you know, women's frisbee friends like that. So... Like, yeah, why not? So I accepted, I accept the invitation, I applied, and yeah, they accept me. And so when you're traveling all around North America there, were you on a bus there to travel to the different tournaments, or not tournaments, I should say games, were you on a bus there? Uh, We have the, like, van, so we have a one, a two vans, and like, cars, so we travel through uh, vans cars from you know city to city like that from the first travel we did is from ohio going to new york city because uh our first game was in here so it was a long travel for us yeah it's like a whole day travel and then the next day was our game but we have to recover so yeah we feel like, you know, because that, that time it was after Worlds in uh, Cincinnati. So most of us played for like five days. And then 
here this uh US Toros is coming. So I don't know. I I really don't know how I recover myself from that. Sounds like a lot of playing. <laughs> <laughs> like even like I don't uh, sleep well, but I don't know how I recovered it. Like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I know that's totally fair. And I asked this question to the females that played on the Eurostars tour, so I'm gonna ask you the same question. So you're traveling to all these different North American cities. So why don't you give a shout out to the favorite city that you played in, uh, that you enjoyed visiting. I'm not sure if you had time to go visit some of the sights and sounds of a city that you were playing in, but what was your favorite city that you played in, if you can remember? I think my favorite city that I played in is Washington, D.C. We didn't have the time to check around, and we know that Washington, D.C. is a U.S. capital, and it's a famous city too, but I was glad I able to come there. The game we had in Washington was my last game with the team. The game was so intense and a close fight. I had two highlights from that game. I scored the last point to win the game. I was so happy, but kind of sad because I can't able to join them the last two games left before the U.S. tour is done because I had to leave the team and meet the Black Widows for the U.S. Open tournament. A lot going on. You uh, described the the AO All-Star Tour, which was really cool. And then you had to not drop off the tour, let's say, but you stepped aside and then did a tour with the Black Widows. So probably not something a lot of people have heard about. What was that tour uh, like and what was it for? Just to get some more experience against U.S. teams. Is that right? What was happened is both of the teams, like both Black Widows and AO All-Stars, both teams are created or make the team to get the opportunity to have this uh, tour in the U.S. since most of us, most of the players were playing in Worlds in Cincinnati. So they take advantage of that because like, you know, like just one way. So. It would be a lot to travel like multiple times to the U.S. A lot of money and time, yeah. Yeah. And how long was the Black Widows tour? Like, how many teams are you playing? Do you remember? So we have the tour before the U.S. Open. Like mostly the games we we had was partly in. So we did like in Chicago. We did four games before the u.s tour oh so it's kind of like a tune-up it was like a tune-up for the u.s open it sounds like played like you know like top teams there in every city yeah no that sounds really cool and kind of the last part here of this first segment of your journey you mentioned being able to bring back your experience to other females in the philippines so what would you say are the big lessons that you learned from being on the tour that you then brought back into the philippines the lessons that I learned from the team is how you become flexible. That was our first time, like, playing together. So it's really hard. There was no chemistry. But, you know, like, when you're ready for this team, when you're, you know, like, you're willing to adopt what what is on this team, like, yeah. So it's not you're gonna stick in one play 
you have to be very open to everything. So being flexible, being able to adjust right away, like that's the big help for a, a person, for a player, to become a better player in the future. Yeah, definitely being able to to be flexible for sure. And for your team in general, were you able to practice a lot in between games or was it mostly you're just actually traveling in the vans, right? So you're not probably able to practice that much. So it's hard to get that team chemistry, as you mentioned. No. Before, um, we have one game uh, at tune-up before we left uh, Cincinnati. But after that, no, we don't have like, throwing or like you know warm up like that like we only have do warm ups like before the game we don't have enough time to make some practices or you know make our plays like that like but we all you know like communication like talking to each other like as a team so like we're not even we're not doing it in like a solid plan but in vision not in vision but mentally so Everyone gets the idea of how are we going to make the play. I think everyone are so smart because we we get all the idea. Well, you are the top players in that region, right? So that does help. And so, Gene, we're going to move to segment two here, day-to-day life. Uh, in Ultimate, as I mentioned there in the bio, you're not living in the Philippines. You're actually living in the Big Apple, New York City. So... I know you've been playing some disc golf as we talked about off air. So what has your ultimate life been like? And are you planning to stay in the U.S. for a bit and then potentially playing with a U.S. club team? Or what does that look like? Okay, uh, after, so I decided to stay here in New York after my, you know, all the tournaments I I did here in the U.S. I'm taking a break. Honestly, one reason is I'm taking a break from Frisbee. <laughs> from frisbee but frisbee can't like still it's always in my mind like i can't i cannot forget it so but i told myself i have to slow down i have to take a break and to you know like do my priorities so i played non-stop for 11 years uh, i mean 10 years i don't know if 2020 counted as part of my, as part of the, you know, years in Frisbee. But by 2019, I started again playing Frisbee here in New York. So I have some friends, I have friends, Filipino friends who lives here. They also play Frisbee. And then I have those Frisbee friends that I met before and they're here. So that's when I reconnected frisbee again and then yeah i started playing with uh the mixed team here in new york thanks for sharing that gene and giving us some insight into into what's going on there and i know for a lot of people with with covid and things they've given themselves some time to really reflect on ultimate and its place in their life do i want to focus all my energy on it and so it sounds like you came to that conclusion so was that hard to really say like I don't want to just only focus on ultimate I want to do other things career or family or friends whatever that looks like was that hard for you or were you able to kind of ease out of ultimate kind of easily it was hard for me like I like 
playing ultimate frisbee for 10 years of non-stop playing i i have like plans that i forgot and then i realized like wait i play full-time ultimate for 10 years and i should have also like not forget my life <laughs> so it's hard but I, sometimes i have to choose Sorry, I kind of emotional right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's hard. I get it. Hey, hey, we we like the emotion on the podcast. That's what we bring out there. So, for those in the audience, you can't see it, but you know, a little bit of tears being shed because Ultimate is is an important part of our lives. If you're listening, you probably love Ultimate. So, and so you said that you also were practicing a little bit as well, right? Are you able to say? Is it top secret information there? Are you able to say what team you've been practicing with and, and trying to get ready for a season? Because it looks like a season's going to happen in the U.S., especially with vaccinations really rolling out there. So, yeah, uh, I'm playing with the TBD mixed team here in New York. They just started um, not a long time ago, so it's a new team. It's a fun, uh, it's a fun team. So I choose to play with them because you know I can't get away from frisbee like now it's thick in my heart <laughs> so i want to keep playing but with a fun team that there's no pressure which means i can i can balance my time i'm working here but part-time so i have time to to play also keep you know continue my my plans i have this friends like Frisbee friends from that I met before, and when they know that I'm here, they invite me to maybe you can have try or join our team or try. Like they they are like some of them are top top teams. So, but I was like, I'm not yet ready to come back for the big you know big teams tournaments right now. I just want to like enjoy my time right now for like time of taking a break and ultimate is everywhere it's always like it's always like ultimate we can easily find ultimate so i'm just taking my time right now for uh, yeah for this yeah gene uh kyra as your nickname is there we do appreciate you sharing that being vulnerable about where you're at um that's always good and uh, allows the audience to understand that for for a lot of people, ultimate isn't the the main thing anymore. And I think COVID really helped show people that that there's other things in your life that you can focus on and do. And so that's great. And so, do you see yourself potentially uh, retiring from ultimate and maybe moving into disc golf? Is that something that I know a lot of people like the disc golf? So is that something you want to do? No. <laughs> what I mean, like taking is a break. I just need a time again to bring my plans again that I forgot before. But still, I have plans. I still have planning to continue playing Frisbee. I still want to play intense games, big tournaments. Do you have other goals you want to accomplish in Ultimate there? Like uh, potentially playing another World's Tournament with the Philippines? Would, that, would, you, would you say that's like one of your main goals that you have? So, yes, uh, I'm still communicating with my team in the Philippines. So there are words coming. They're probably going to, you know, uh, send me an inv invitation and, or if I'm interested in that. So 
if they gonna give yeah. me another chance for that, I will. I will join the team. Yeah, why not, right? Play play uh, nationally. That's always fun. And so, Gene, we're gonna move into segment three here, and you get to you know have some good memories, maybe some not so good memories when we talk about your least favorite game. So, do you want to start with your least favorite game that you played or your favorite? I'll start with my least favorite game. Okay, so why don't you go ahead and share that? <laughs> okay, uh, my least favorite game is the semifinal game in WCBU 2017. So the game, so my uh, Burakai fights against Canada. Hey, oh, oh, Canada out here. So we'll see. We'll see what you say about the game. <laughs> I like how they play. Like it's really intense. Like the spirit. Also, like that's also give us more intensity. Like to like really do our best, you know. But the game went to like super intense with like body contact so oh we started to get scared because like we don't want our players to get injured so kind of like ruin the game both sides of us like both uh both team uh, teams like we mess up with the spirit of the game i don't really like to uh, remember how it happened yeah no i understand i wish the game did not happen <laughs> Yeah, and Gene, I appreciate you sharing that because, as we know in Ultimate, sometimes there are games like that where, uh, you know, calls, not just one way, I think it always takes, uh, when we think about games like that, I think it always takes two teams to tango, so usually, uh, you know, both sides having some, some things happen, and so so we get that, and thank you for sharing that, but now, Gene, we'll, we'll move from that very quickly, we'll move into your favorite game so you get some good vibes coming your way. See if you can narrow down in your 10-year-plus career your favorite game that you've ever played. My favorite game was the championship in AOUGCC in 2017. So that's the the finals between Mulatto and Burakai Bandits. So we were mentally and physically ready for the game. Like, it was intense perfect and clean final game and winning the championship is our ticket to represent worlds 2018 and you know what like that was a dream come true for me and for my team like i've been dreaming that like i keep playing our worlds but i also dream that one day we're gonna play worlds but with my team we're gonna represent philippines with my team so that's my favorite game. You're just going to get up right now and just get super pumped up because you're just so excited about what happened because uh, that sounds really cool. And for those uh, listening in other countries where when you play a tournament like that to get to qualify for world clubs, like in Canada or the US or even like the UK, for example, you're sending three teams, maybe more. But in these smaller countries, you just get one. So that's why it means so much more for you because you have to win this final or else you're not representing the Philippines, right? And that's the only like one shot you need to give to win that game. So definitely some good vibes there. And do you know if that game's available online at all, like on YouTube or anything like that? If it is, I'll make sure to leave that in the show description. It was, uh, yeah, it was covered, okay. recorded. 
Yeah, I'll make sure to put that in the show description. So if you want to check on Epic Game featuring Gene, you can do that. And so, Gene, we're going to move to our last segment here. Uh, do some rapid-fire questions. First off with some ultimate ones. So first question being, which throw do you prefer, your flick or backhand? Flick. Yeah, what about hammer or scuba? Hammer. And would you rather drop a pole or drop a catch in the end zone? Trap a pole. Usually not the answer, so I like that you're changing it up. That's good. What about you're playing, let's say, World's Tournament. You can win five straight silver medals or only one gold medal, and you never make the finals besides that one time, but you win the gold. Win the gold. Yeah, why is that? Because when you win the championship, when you win the gold, like, it's gonna, like, the name of your team, like, the memory is there forever. And everyone's gonna remember you, like, oh, this year, like, this team, like this. Yeah. Yeah, so you'd rather go for the one-off. I like that. And what about um, the name Ultimate? Should that be renamed to something else? Or do you like the name? I like the name because it gives now, like, the name. It has the, that's how, like, you know, like, the Ultimate Frisbee name is, like, marked. It's already has a mark to everyone. Why shouldn't we need to replace it? That's Leave it here, there. <laughs> yeah, you're saying uh, it's uh, it's too late now, right? So I get that. And what about should Ultimate continue to pursue its place in the Olympic Games? I'm hoping. I'm. I agree. I, I want the Ultimate Frisbee to be in the Olympic Games, like so that you know, like we have we've been playing Worlds now. So then, can we have the chance to play? Olympics also, so, you know, we can showcase about the sports that we're loving. Like, it's really fun and intense. Like, why not give us a chance? Yeah, let's let's do it, right? That's a, what a lot of people say. And we're going to move now to some non-sports questions. The first one being, I'm going to give you a chance to share a meal with three people in the course of human history. So you can choose someone who's living or... You can bring them back from the grave, from the dead there. So you're going to have a meal with three different people. Who are you going to have this great meal with? Oh, first, I am getting... I don't, I'm sorry, but you know, like, I don't know how I'm emotional. <laughs> like, okay. if there's, like, serious, uh, serious questions, like, I really, like, feel it and then... <laughs> yeah, this isn't a serious question, but if you want to take it serious, you can. It's up to you. First, I want to share uh, the meal. Like, my cousin died uh, last November, and I'm not able to see her, like, the last, you know, last time that she was still alive. So I wish I could, like, share a meal with her before she go. Second, I like to share a meal with, like, a stranger's I. I'm gonna, like, see in the subway. Okay. Someone random on the New York City subway. I like that. That's cool. That's a unique answer. Never been answered before. I see lots of them. Like, I I feel sad. But, yeah, I want to share. <laughs> and then the third one is I want to go to Home for the Aged and share a meal with one of the, like, old person there. Just to make hey. them happy. <laughs> 
Yeah, Gene, you're giving the serious answers there and, and do appreciate that because often we get kind of jokey answers. So we, we do like the vulnerable, serious answers as well. So that's great. And I, I don't know if you have a backyard in New York City. I know housing is very difficult there. So if you don't have a backyard in New York City, just pretend you do have one. You're, we're going to put on the biggest concert out in New York City, okay? You have to pick three bands or artists. They could be broken up or or they could be dead, but you bring them back. So who are you going to pick to play this concert and the order? So you got to pick who's going to play in the concert and the order in which they play. I like party music, so I'm going to invite the Spice Girls. Okay. All right. Yeah, Spice Girls. Let's do it. Their music hits. Like, until now, like, if if you're going to listen to their their music like it's gonna make you pump like spice up your life all right spice up your life want wannabe i think is another one so i know i know a little bit of spice girls i've heard of it two i like lady gaga (laughs) i like her songs (laughs) three britney spears it's all female (laughs) yeah i like the vibe though it's just it's just like a party party vibe dancing vibe and is that the order? Are they going to play in that order? So Spice Girls, then Lady Gaga, then Britney Spears to close out the concert. Is that right? Yes. All right. Sounds good. It's like a power, power pop concert for sure. And last question here. I'm going to give you all the talent in the world, but you can't pick ultimate. So you can't choose ultimate as the answer. So you can play another sport. You know, it could be professional basketball it could be pro tennis it could be track and field and you have all the talent so you can just choose whatever you want so what would you pick track and field yeah so what country are you are you representing the philippines in in the olympics in track and field is that what you're saying yes and what event i'll pick long jump triple jump and hurdle okay what about a, have you ever done that? Um, there's a sport where you use a stick to like bring yourself up over over the pole. Like, what's that sport? Pole vault. Have you ever done that? I did, but I think that that was not my my thing. So I really tried it. Yeah, and then like in track and field, so there are lot, there are lots of uh, athletes that played uh, in designated event, right? So like one player can choose three to five events. So you have to to be like you have to master them. Yeah, specialize. Yeah. Because they're gonna choose who's gonna represent this, who's gonna play this event. So yeah, I choose the three. I did. I I tried javelin through two, but I think my arm is not not for that. I am more on legs. So yeah. Yeah, that's why you got the jumping and you got the hurdles, right? So for sure. Combination of running and jumping. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, all good. And so, Gene, do appreciate you coming in all the way from New York City. That actually ends our episode for today. So if people want to find you on social media and uh, some of the games that you've played in, why don't you talk about that now, and I'll make sure to get that in the show description there. Okay, if you want to reach me, you can reach me in my Instagram account or in Facebook page account. So that's Gene Kyra Tovilia. I also have a YouTube channel. But I'm not re- not yet so active with it. But I keep like I posting some of you know like videos, uh, video clip like that. 
yeah, you can, you know, if they have you if you have guys inquiries, like you can send me questions anytime. Yeah, for sure. And what's the YouTube channel? What's the name of it? Kyra Tuvilia. And uh any games that uh you want to uh feature besides the one you already talked about was uh the 2017 final, uh, the AOU GCC there. But also, uh, there's also the game that you played against Banana Cutters, which was a, a really fun game to watch. Check the 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 game between like uh, between like Banana Cutters or Japan in Worlds WUCC 2018. Like all the Mulatto games that is uh played in you know stream field so yeah you can check that on youtube yeah and what number are you wearing so if uh, people want to look out for you they can uh they can uh, see you out there number 13 that's my favorite number of all time number 13 all right the unlucky number 13 we like that so gene thank you for sharing a lot of your story today being vulnerable we had some serious questions we had some fun answers as well so do appreciate you sharing all that today Thank you for taking the time out of your day to come in. And I wish you the best of luck with Ultimate, wherever that leads you, and in life as well. So, Gene, thanks again for coming on the podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. It was fun. <laughs> thanks for listening. Keep an eye out for the next episode where I interview Vaughn Alonguilon, a player for Chicago Machine and Chicago Union, who was Ulti World's 2018 Club Defensive Player of the Year. In this interview... Vaughn shares his club experience, starting with Chicago Haymaker before moving on to Machine, and we get insight into how to play defense from an elite defender. As always, you can follow me on Instagram at Juan underscore and underscore only underscore sports, and you can check out some commentating highlights on YouTube at Juan and Only Sports. Catch you listeners on the flip side. Peace.